Gaming Quest episode 193. I'm your host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me, as always. Uh, still trapped inside of a telephone booth, David McBurney, Fanboy Master. <laughs> so, your man in Japan, Michael Baker, Gaijimundo Gatari. And visiting yes, yet again, coming from the frigid lands of Florida, uh, Matt Mason, Platy M3. Mm-hmm. Visiting guest lecturer emeritus. <laughs> Throw a couple other things in there. Dragon Quest. We were talking Dragon Quest last night on my podcast, and I'm like, you know, I have zero plans to play a Dragon Quest game all year because I don't see a darn one coming out. Oh, man. You're not going to play the Die No Die Boken game? Well, if that comes out, I I think that'll be (laughs) half a year after it comes out in Japan. I don't know when that is, but... I played some Dragon Quest yesterday. Because Yakuza like a dragon count. Uh, well, I hope sure. so, because I'll be playing that. Nice. Good. <laughs> I was playing some seven. Nice. Keep going on that, little yeah. by little. I think, uh, I think you owe me an 11 at some stage. I'm going to finish <laughs> 11 this year. That is one of his goals. Yeah. That's Put what I'm writing. saying. You owe me one. Yeah. <sighs> So, how's everyone doing? What have you been playing? Uh, Monster Hunter It Rise. sounds like that. <laughs> Rize! Yes, Monster Hunter Rize. Oh, yeah, I played the demo of that. I was surprised. I had fun. One of us. One of us. We'll see. We'll see. I'll pick it up. Did you cause the eShop to crash? wasn't my fault. I picked it up. I caught it before the eShop crashed because people knew what was happening. Same. <laughs> I, think, I think I sent you the link. Yes, you did. Aha. I was loyal for once. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty. It's way it's, better uh, than the world. You heard it here first. Wow. Going all in instantly. Um, I like the way that the like grapple hook firefly works. That seems fun. Riding around on a large dog. That seems fun. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, in general, uh, it looks like it has good theming and uh, it played well. So I've got no complaints. I don't know what to complain about, yeah. but that doesn't mean as much as coming from someone like Wheels, who knows what to complain about. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can I can talk about some of the things I saw in it that were pretty great. Okay. Uh, first of all, it obviously feels like the older games, in a sense, uh, both like visually and just kind of, you know, the the feel of the mechanics, which is good for me because. Monster Hunter World never felt quite right. And part of that was, yeah, just kind of look and feel. And part of it was the hunting grounds were way too big. And still seem to be connected in this one. It doesn't look like there's a loading screen, but they did, didn't seem huge either. Yeah, no, that's, that's the point. They, at least in the one they have in the demo, it's 
it's much smaller than World, which is good to me because this is an action game. And although like hunting for the monster and collecting resources and stuff is obviously part of it, in the older games, you never quite had to wander around chasing after monsters as much as you did in World. Uh, but also, thankfully, there doesn't seem to be loading points, which I no. remember the few times that I played the old ones, I definitely managed to run into places where you get knocked through a loading zone by an attack, and yeah. that wasn't... <laughs> no, they have, they have finally kind of pulled away f from the limitations of the original like PS2 and PSP versions, so that's not going to be a thing. Uh, it obviously loads way faster than World, which had all kinds of loading time issues. And... Don't worry, those will run perfect on a Series X and PlayStation 5. Um, somewhat. The load better. <laughs> I don't know. It it really feels like the actual sequel to Monster Hunter Four I've been waiting for. I know I said that's what it looked like, but now actually playing it, it that's but now it, it is. Yeah, now I can say yes, it definitely is. Um, this you know does that mean people that played World aren't going to like this that much? I don't think so because. Um, a lot of the good things about World, like kind of refining mechanics, getting rid of a lot of the tedium, are in here as well. So it's got uh, it's got a better gameplay feel, and it's got all like the quality of life improvements that World introduced to the series, and uh, some really cool new mechanics. Like you said, the wire bug is really cool. Uh, it really gives you a lot of maneuverability and um, I'm excited to see uh, what else they do with it that isn't necessarily in the demo. Also, you get to be a ninja, which is also cool. Yes. I'm in favor. In favor of ninjas, on yes. record. And it also looks really nice. So Still very good. funny to me that Monster Hunter World is on Framework and <laughs> Rise is on the RE engine. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. It, it, this series always felt better to me on portable, and obviously having lower fidelity monsters in this one means it should have a bigger roster than World had, which is one of the major, major is issues with that game. So um, it's it's looking really good, and we'll see. In two, right. We'll see in two months how it turns out. It'll probably when's that release? March twenty sixth. Well, that's sooner than I realized. Yeah. Okay. Monster Hunter Prize. Yes. Um, so uh, I have a few games to check off my complete list before that comes out. What are you gunning for? What are you gunning for? Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, Basically, AC... default to. No, don't care about that. <laughs> AC Valhalla and uh, I'll play default too. Don't worry, bravely yeah. default fans. <laughs> and I'd like to finish uh, what should we call it? Immortals as well. That makes sense. That makes sense. But in the here and now, you've been playing Dragon Quest Seven for some. Uh, yeah, you know, I sometimes need a game to play while waiting for the kids' bus. So. You know, fire up the 3DS and play. Started playing some of that again. Finished 
the time loop area I was in, moving on to the next one, which I haven't really seen what it is exactly yet, so we'll see. Oh, so you've been playing Not Again. Yes. Uh, is that what it's called? That's it the kind of exact bad pun that Dragon Quest would do. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, yes. It has to do with the weird, the artist who weird, makes weird architecture. Oh, no. Yeah, so I, that's remember not that. the... I remember that one. Yeah. Okay, so that's like the time and space loop one, not yes. the one that you're actually like Groundhogging Day. No. Uh, no, no you, okay. did, you did Groundhog Day in that one. Because you'd always wake oh. up in the inn and the, the girl would fall down the stairs. Yes, yes. Okay, not again. You have to. It's a. You have to actually solve three different problems there. Oh, interesting. That are all related. So it's not Groundhog Day. And yes, the pun of not again being the name of the town, because you keep going, you keep going to the future. You know, you go back to the present, and usually the problem has been solved, and life has been going on there well for hundreds of years. But every time you go back, you're like, oh man, you got to go back to the past. There's something else wrong. Uh, yeah, I. I'm hoping. When do you get a, for, a new fourth party member? Because I'm getting sick of just having three. She shows up eventually. Okay. When do you get one? Yeah. Eventually. Okay. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Another twenty hours. You'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, I was gonna say it's and only like ten percent of the game. Eventually, what does that mean in Dragon Quest Seven turns? <laughs> well, much much sooner than it would have been if you were playing PlayStation version. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But as so, it is, yeah. I'm realizing exactly how much I missed out on not playing this game in English because some the puns are going to just be plain insane. <sighs> oh, yeah. They're good. They're good. Yeah. yeah. And not being able to ever play it in English because I don't have a compatible 3DS. Yeah. Well, I can walk you through the 45-step process of hacking your 3DS. <laughs> I would rather not. Yeah. Actually, it would be one step less because I'm starting with the Japanese one, remember? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's, well, that's true. true. I, got... <laughs> I hacked... that, that needs to be my goal this summer is that 45-step process because I've been following the um, Dragon Quest Monsters 2 fan translation, and it will happen this year. I believe they should be finishing up by summer or something that that I need to get my 3ds hack to play. Nice. Uh, the funny story about that is I hacked a Japanese uh, 2ds XL and went through the whole process that that where the whole point is to get you the Japanese version of Flipnote Studio, and then realized how much of an idiot I was. <laughs> Honestly, it would probably be easier just to order yourself a new 3ds in uh, from Japan. Could do that, yes. <laughs> yes. But will you? Many questions. <laughs> no, I successfully uh, hacked it. It's all good. You only felt a little foolish at the Yes, end. I just mean I could have skipped a bunch of steps. <laughs> you don't want Flipnote? Evidently not. Uh, so, what else have you been playing? Um... Kind of the same, puts and Lorong and um, uh, Eska and Logi a bit. Uh, that's actually that's also on the list because I meant to finish that trilogy last year and that didn't happen. So that's going to happen this year. One day, someday. For sure. Well, for sure, because I want to get to the the new two games as well. So. 
Rise of One and Two. Yeah. Skipping Mysterious Trilogy entirely. Yes, uh, I. Yeah, I, you're not really losing anything from that. <laughs> I tried to jump back in that series, and I just couldn't do it. So, yeah, no. Sitting around happily playing Furious and wondering why. Uh, yeah, and I've been playing some Minecraft dungeons, so there's that. So much of much the same as last week. Yeah. Plus one demo. <laughs> Uh, but a game came out today that, that's going to require some of my attention. Uh, Which one? Mr. Scott Pilgrim. Mr. The world. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to just grab the physical version of that so they can't take it away again. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that too, yeah. It's got Is that a... going to be a limited runs game, or are they actually publishing it? No, it's a limited it's run. It's limited run, but it's okay. one of their ones they just let you like they they're just going to make as many as people pre-order. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. You don't have to rush They've been doing tomorrow. that a way lot more. That they've kind of changed their business model to that. I'm so glad because anyone that does the like, oh, who knows how many will make model is like instantly just Okay, well, ratings going up. Fuck off. Um Yeah, I I <laughs> bought a lot of games I didn't actually want because of them. <laughs> so, yeah, this one works out a lot better. But yeah, Not for them, done. but for you. And I think it's working out pretty well for them. Well, that's true. I, I just know. appreciate they the, take money? the weird Sonic Adventure homage cover that they added for the for this version. Nice. Like it's it's just Scott in the Sonic on Sonic Adventure cover. It's just like why they they got the original artist behind the comic to draw that, and I don't know why. <laughs> Because they could, yeah, pretty much. That seems to be the only reason they had. I mean, it's it's a big release for them. I mean, it's the one they've been bugged about for I think since they came into existence. They had it. They had it in their like Twitter bio for a period, like number of days since we've been asked about Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's 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 good. Uh, I'm I'm glad that it's come back because it's a nice, uh, unique little beat 'em up that pays good homage to the old Cuneo games, and it, uh, it has a banging soundtrack too. Banging soundtrack, excellent sprite art, which you can get uh, on cassette in the collector's edition. <laughs> you can get it on cassette. You can get it on vinyl. You can get it on anything that will make someone wonder why the hell you bothered. <laughs> oh, man, the, Again, because you could. Yeah, the return yeah, of vinyl is so baffling to me. The return of vinyl is like slightly less baffling than the return of cassette. Like I, I yeah, like yeah, cassettes. True. I'm nostalgic for cassettes, but there's not a lot of the things that people use to make cassettes sound better don't exist anymore. Yeah. And really, the for example, the kind of tape you use. And really, there's a better reason to bring back vinyl anyway, because sound quality. Yeah, or at least there, there are heard. ways to make vinyl. There are ways to make cassettes sound better, but like that's more in the mastering process, and that's not really happening on these modern boutique Kishi cassette re-releases. <laughs> Uh, what you're gonna do? You're gonna get your Type One tape and deal with it. Nice. I don't think I actually have anything to play it on. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't think I have this millennia. 
Oh, I definitely still had things that would play cassettes at least up through 2010, maybe later. Oh, I still have at least one item that can play cassettes, and I used to have access to something that would play MDs. Oh, hell yeah, baby. Yeah, they only discontinued those in Japan like 10 years ago. Nice. Yeah, yeah. There was actually like a, a successor format to many discs for a bit there, high MDs, but that didn't take off anywhere. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, you can still buy cassette players, especially in Japan. They still sell them. Like, they're very boutique and cheap things, but you can still get them. <laughs> but they're not uh, the kind of high-quality player you, you would need to actually get something nicer out of a cassette, like you would with a nicer turntable. This has been old media chat. Let's stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now let's uh, talk about but, the laser disc. I love the laser disc. How do you feel about the High Muse laser disc that uh, was the only way to purchase high definition movies in 1994? <laughs> you can get like, which, system, which system was used to make the. Uh, what was it? The. Um, Dragon Slayer or something arcade Dragon game. Dragon used like a vanilla laser disc in the late '80s, and that's why the game kept breaking in all the arcades because it wasn't actually up to the challenge of playing itself. Yeah, it's not the hardiest kind of machine to begin with, but yeah, I I love the laser disc for just like one. I really appreciate something that looks like a CD but which is the size of a pizza, <laughs> and two. Uh, <laughs> Just all of the weird boutique attempts to keep Laserdisc like relevant into the 90s right before DVD came out and immediately killed it in one fell swoop. <laughs> there's, there's weird things like anamorphic widescreen Laserdiscs released only in Japan called Squeeze Laserdiscs. What? Uh, and as mentioned, there was the high-vision Muse Laserdiscs that were 1035 interlaced Terminator 2 and Back to the Future in 1994, in case you somehow owned an HDTV in that day and age. Jeez. Those players break constantly because they're trying to do much too much at once. But mm-hmm. they existed. Can't, can't escape that they existed. Uh, yeah, again, please stop Old Media Corner before it continues again. Okay, okay. Okay, so... Since I only have like half an hour before I really need to get yeah, going. Yeah, you should, you should say your piece. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, we haven't even gotten to the infamous list of questions. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. The rest of us can talk yeah. about what we've been playing afterwards. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the main thing I've good. got to mention is like I've got about 12 hours left on the author's birthday sale. Which go, is going to be exactly irrelevant by the time anybody actually listens to this podcast. I can get it up in 12 hours. No, you can't. The <laughs> thing is, they can't listen to it within that period. Anyway. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. So let's yeah. see what we got here. So, oh, you know what? Just for Matt, the very next question, number five on this list, is it involves Dragon Quest. Yes. Uh-huh. It was meant to be. So let's see. Number five, how did the first three Dragon Quest titles create such a buzz in Japan back then? What made them so appealing to people at the time? Have you heard of a thing called Shonen Jump? 
Well, there's that, and the, the, then there's just being, like, one of the first of its type. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like asking, how did World of Warcraft take off so much? And it's like, it was the first, it was one of the first really good MMORPGs. Mm. And everything else after that was just copying it. Actively hateful to its player base. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there were RPGs before Dragon Quest, but there weren't many in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, and they weren't they necessarily were... well made. Didn't and three they come didn't out have... before Final Fantasy One did in Japan? Yeah. What? Yeah, I think I want. It was within months, one way or the other. I remember looking this up for one of our podcasts a while ago. EQ three and FF one are almost contemporaneous. Yeah. Yes. I, I think a lot of people in the West don't really realize uh, don't really realize that because they were much closer here. I mean, like, Nintendo tried releasing Dragon Quest 1 to sell RPGs in the West, and that didn't work, and so they just jumped to Final Fantasy 1. Yeah. But, yeah, like, Final um, Fantasy 1 in 1990 was already, like, this was an early 86 Famicom game. <laughs> I was going to say, um, so apparently the first Dragon Quest was late May 86, and Final Fantasy was a mid-December 87. So it's a year yeah. and a half difference. And you know, Dragon, Dragon DQ2 Quest... Was, 10 months off of DQ1. Yeah, that was a quick turnaround. And DQ3 was February 20th. It was two months after Final Fantasy 1. Okay. So yeah, they were very close. Yeah. And then and then DQ4 took as long as it took to release the first three. They took a bit of a break there, I think. Like, I think no, that one I mean, it was like four separate stories in one. It, yeah. But yeah, it it didn't come out until like 1990. I'm just saying, like they mm-hmm. went the first three are released in like essentially 18 months, and then <laughs> and then uh, the last the like at the time an astronomical wait time of like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. That's why the second one was so hard. They just didn't play test it enough and didn't. There's spend like a enough time in the end game. Back to the 80s. <laughs> Hey, what should we do here? Well, we'll make another item completely invisible. <laughs> uh, that game, that uh, game is kind of the reason I've never really played three. Uh, oh, and C three is that—that's one uh, of the top ones. I know. I three had is... I had one and two on Game Boy, and I had three on Game Boy, and I wanted to do two first. Mm. I finished two. Uh, killed my steam to continue my Dragon Quest marathon, but I need to. I have three sitting around, so. Yeah, I. This probably has, happens to a lot of people. I took the ship to some island, rested there, woke up, and a party member was gone in that room. <laughs> that was that. Oh, Prince of Cadoc, yes. Yep. Just go get an Igrisil leaf. You're fine. <sighs> I, th- I believe you just head due west, and you'll wrap around the world and pretty much be where the tree is. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have told me this like 20 years ago. Well, Dragon I mean, Quest II was... told nobody anything. That's another reason it was so hard. Two is like, a lot of Dragon Quests sort of leave you to your own devices, but two is just a mm-hmm. mean game. Yeah. The... Yeah, no, it's <laughs> and then they went and recycled Dragon Quest 2 for Dragon Quest Monsters Caravan Heart just for the hell of it. Ew. Yeah, it, it's the same world. Yep. It is the exact same world. You just, um, yeah. 
the furthest future of the Dragon Quest One world, as far as we've seen. Take take a kiddo Kiefer and dump him in Dragon Quest Two, and make human collecting. Poor Kiefer, why? Yeah, yep. why? <laughs> because he like was because Dragon Quest Seven was new at the time. <sighs> yep. It was Just like one day, maybe this decade, we'll get a young Eric game. I mean, it's like, why Yangus for a mystery dungeon game? It was very much the same kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would play a young Eric game, I won't lie. He seems like a good ragamuffin. 27 months later, um, I, I'd play... waiting on more than a concept art. I'd play Kiefer's Adventures in the past. That sounds like a fun game. I've play played Keith. through Caravan Tar- Hearts a couple times. It's I, I like it. It is completely different than anything else. You're collecting humans more than you're collecting monsters. That's weird. I feel like I should point out, yeah. I don't think... I, I need to point out, as far as I'm aware, Caravan Heart is not Kiefer after you leave him. It's Kiefer oh. before, the, before, seven, before Seven starts. Okay. Yes. That's yeah, f- I wanted to make that because I heard Wheels talking about Kiefer's adventures in the past, and I'm like, oh no, he's getting the wrong impression. <laughs> no, no, no. no Kiefer's I, adventures in his own past. No, I definitely realized that was not what it was. I'm saying that oh, would okay. make a cool game. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that, would. <laughs> that game ends with you staring at a grave, and you're playing as <laughs> You know, you've already got the ending credits right there, you know? Yeah. Just this very sad, sort of somber version of the Dragon Quest orca- like overture playing in the background. Everybody dies. You know, it's not a secret. Yeah, but, you don't usually yeah. expect one of the characters on the cover of the freaking game to, to die like a third of the way through. <laughs> and then die of old age off screen. Yes! <laughs> yes. It's so brutal. Well, there's that. It was... I mean, it's certainly a memorable part of the series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, like, just to briefly speak to the original question, I think that yeah, it was it was early, it was easy in relative terms compared to its competition. Uh, and uh, again, I won't discount. They could just sort of sell it in jump because <laughs> there were. And, there I was, was going to say, Akira Toriyama. Right there. Yeah. Getting him yeah, through the artwork was a masterstroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can just, that's free advertising and jump. Hey, the Akira Toriyama did the art for this video game. And, you know, that, that's, enough to, that's enough to move you along quite a bit. And, you know, what little hardcore video game fandom existed at the time might have known Portopia serial murder case as well. But, yeah, it's mostly, it was first and it was better than its competition by a broad margin because it wasn't Miracle Warriors or compromised ports of Ultima. I mean, let's be honest, even if this wasn't a compromised port of Ultima, it's still not very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just really went straight for the throat in the Ultima fandom. Listen, I, I've played those games. They're, they have aged as well as uh, Milk Left Out in the Sun. Okay. So it's I love how much yeah. <laughs> the I I love how much the original Ultima has no broader ambitions about what to be other than what is everything Richard Garriott thinks is cool right this moment. <laughs> At exactly the moment that he's implementing something into the game. You know what's cool? Hovercrafts. 
but I've been in fantasy world this whole time. No, don't care. Hovercraft. <laughs> Let's go to space. You can get a lightsaber. Listen, that man, certain... that man has been to outer space. We must respect his crazy vision. He has been to outer space now. He has owned several homes, most of which were notable for the amount of secret passages built in. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, he, he lived uh, he lived the dream. Uh, I will forever be jealous of him for that. Um, but yeah, uh, playing early... It's, it, it's very hard to find an Ultima game that unvarnishedly holds up at I would, this stage. The only ones that I think, in my opinion, do are those Game Boy... Uh, Runes of Virtue. Runes of Virtue, Runes of Virtue. Games. Those games freaking rule. I, I, I still occasionally have the music from that game running through my head. Yes. 30 years later. Hey. I will point out two things about Runes of Virtue. One, Garriott did not make those. Two, That's fine. Just, they are his favorite spinoffs, though. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that was the only spinoff that they had that he actually liked. Yeah, that was yeah. the one, the only one not made by Origin that he was like, no, this one's good. Oh, this game's had like a great sense of humor, and they were really fun to play too. They had multiplayer. No, did they? I, no. I'm reading the Wikipedia. Really? Of, so Maybe of course the Super it, Nintendo one did. It says Ultimate Ruins of Virtue, Game Boy ninety one. Interestingly, the game is capable of multiplayer, making it the first Ultima to offer this option. Huh. You know, How? but I don't believe... remember that. Me neither. But I also didn't know anyone else that owned Ultimate Virtue. I was going to say, how many people did you battle with Tetris via your link cable? I mean, uh, probably a lot more than anyone ever battled anyone who owned Virtue. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only time I ever actually used that cable was for Pokemon. That was it. Definitely used it for Pokemon. That was that was about it. Played had some had some like nerd parties where we all just battled Pokemon against each other. That was a good time. Beat my brother's friend who was further in the game than me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha, ha. Eat it. Um, but yeah, good times, good games. Uh, but yeah, the, there's not really much else to say about DQ's success that we can really wrangle up at this stage. Uh, there might be some interesting retrospectives about that, hopefully before Yuji Hori dies, but uh, I don't know that the information talking about the rapid onset of Dragon Quest fever from one to three is uh yeah. I mean right place, old. right time in history, right group of people to get together to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and hey, early adoption. Yeah. Forever mm-hmm. immortalized in Yakuza several times over now. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Wheels, that's the reason you got to play DQ3. It's uh, clearly the one Ichiban is the most obsessed with, just by virtue of like some of the references he's making. Okay. <laughs> and if you're going to play Dragon Quest Eleven, you might as well play 3. They love referencing what? Dragon Quest 3. Hint, hint, hint. Uh, uh, oh, uh, oh uh, wait a minute. Is Eleven take? Does it take place in the same world as the first three games? Complicated. Yeah. It, okay. It, okay. <laughs> relationship status, it's complicated. Yeah. Yes. You've piqued my interest. <laughs> to be fair, DQA kind of pulled the same gambit of they're maybe related. 
Uh, uh, you have piqued my interest, and I am going to jump back into that sooner than planned. Yeah, I mean they they did they did a little bit more than just hint. Put it that yeah, way. interesting. It's weirder. It's weirder. I mean, the game. I already found the game a little weird because you go back in time early in the game, which was pretty weird. Yeah. So I am curious oh. to see what else it does. Oh, one of one of my Japanese um, team teachers. We, uh, we were talking about what we did over the winter holiday, and he's like, "Yeah, I played Dragon Quest Seven. Really? Uh, <laughs> which version?" And he's like, "3DS. Like, good job, man. Good job. Are you going to try number eleven? He's like, "Oh, I don't have a Switch yet." And he's like, "There's a 3DS version. What? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? They were crazy, and they made a PlayStation Four and 3DS versions at the same yeah. time." They were crazy, and somehow they were so mad with power that they actually sold a package that had a PS4 game and a 3DS game packaged together. Yes, they did. No, there is no other game that would have been allowed to do that by either manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, So I I hope to hear at some point that he's actually played it. Hero 11 is really good. Silvando. Have you played 11, Gaijin? Not yet. I mean, I've just got a huge list of things to work through and not nearly enough time. Okay. Well, I hope to hear your opinions on it someday because it's real good. Well, it's a good thing I bought you Outer Worlds instead of that then because that's less of a time sink. That's true. Outer Worlds may be a third or a fourth the length of the yes. The question well, will is, get... will you get through Fire Miner's question, or will Gaijin get through Dragon Quest XI first? You know, oh, that's going to be a going to be a big question because it looks like we're only going to be doing one or two of those questions today, anyway. Yeah, I'll let you pull up one that you want since you're the one who will be gone first. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay, be- okay. let's try number 11. Beside the obvious answers like Star Ocean and Fantasy, Fantasy Star, which space-themed JRPG would you recommend? That's ah, tough. There's not Space-themed a lot of these. Space-themed JRPG. Um, Cosmic Star Heroin. Heroin. Galaxy? I was going to say, um, I was going to say Cosmic Star Heroin. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, technically not Japanese, but definitely styled as one. It's a JRPG, whether it's Japanese or not. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue Galaxy, I really enjoyed. I'm going to anti-recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot you guys don't like Dark Cloud. Not that this was very Dark Cloud. I don't like Level 5. The only Level (laughs) 5 games that the only Level 5 games that are good are Dragon Quest. And that's because Enix yelled at them. Yo-Kai Watch. Uh, Eh. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't you add eh, Yokai Watch. I can't Fantasy help life. the fact that I thought it was bad. <sighs> Sorry, Will. I like level 5 post Rogue Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm still pissed off about how bad White Knight Chronicles is. Yeah. Oh, I like, Let's I, see. I like level 5 post, post Rogue Galaxy, but not White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> well, I mean. One of these days, I'm going to locate the R-Type Tactics games and play them for Max Storm in his memory. So I don't think, uh, I don't think Level 5's involved in those. I think that was just, that was just Iron. No, I mean, I, I was just talking about uh, space, oh, space themes for the RPGs. Yeah, that's... That, oh, man, that's a deep reach. I didn't even think about that. 
Uh, you got to um, play Operation Bitter Chocolate. What's what's that? Um, the Platinum Space game for DS. Infinite Space. Yeah, I never played that, so I can't speak to it. I don't know if it's technically a JRPG, but it's probably close-ish. Sure, we'll guess. Yeah. Uh, are, are we counting like Xenoblade X? Maybe that's space related. Yeah. Uncharted World. Yeah, I would definitely count um, Xenoblade X. Um, I'd count Xenoblade X, but not one or two, personally. Yeah. So. Uh, some of the Xenosaga games are pretty okay. Uh, it was this is a real slim pickings about like ones that actually have like it, since since you counted Star Ocean, I'm getting into some ones that I might not otherwise have counted because that none of those games except maybe four have a strong like spacefaring bent. They're just there's sci-fi in them. <laughs> you say, um, Xenosaga one and two for DS. Oh yeah, the good version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone's fan translated that yet, but I'd be lo- I'd love to be proven wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. That does remind me. I'm gonna have to try to recover my Metal Max reset. This is rough. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm warning my old computer at all times. Uh, let's see. Uh, JRPGs with space in them. Outer Worlds is not, JR- not a JRPG. It's not even close. It's like not the even opposite. close, but you should play it anyway. You should, but it's not even close to a JRPG. It's almost the opposite kind of game entirely. But uh, you should play it anyway. Yes. Still not an answer to the question. Uh, you should play uh, Star Ocean The Last Hope. I hear that's a splendid game. Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What what broke in your brain and made you this sinister of a human being? Who hurt you, Wheels? Really? I think it was Star Ocean The Last Hope. But... Uh, yeah, that game, like... <laughs> Okay. That game blows ass, but it's also still not as hate. It still doesn't make me hate it as much as Star Ocean until the end of time. So I know, just better cut it down, guys, or else we might start another Flame Wars with Game Facts. <laughs> oh, those people don't remember that that Flame War even. <laughs> Man, those people. Did we bring are... up Fantasy Star games? I think those Fantasy are... Star was mentioned in the question, or else I'd have brought it. It was oh, specifically wow. mentioned in the question. Oh, all right. Yep. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of even like examples at all. You want to go play some cosmic fantasy? That's that's a real video game that was localized by Working Designs once upon a time. Let's see. I mean, I, I played a spacefaring Pokemon clone once. <laughs> I mean, kind of neat. Monster Traveler, which was interesting, at least. It, I mean, you didn't actually level up monsters. You paid money to train them at a gym, and that would raise their stats, and they would evolve up and down depending on their stat, um, their stats. Ooh, evolving down. That sounds fun. Well, I mean, right. like, once, when they were in a tier, there were, like, five monsters of that type in a tier, mm-hmm. and you could you, you could literally just switch them back, um, back and forth, like, in five minutes, go through five different forms and gain a different power each time. Because you didn't learn 
they didn't learn attacks by level. They learned it by forms. Mm-hmm. So you could just um, choose to evolve this thing along a certain line and gain these abilities in order. Um, would magical star sign count for this question? Yeah. Not for <laughs> I guess I should stop playing Minecraft now that we're on the RP Gamer channel. It's not RPG. You it's... know what? You know what? Screw it. Play Lunar. It takes place on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have advertising. That's a spoiler. It's literally called Lunar. I mean, the going back to Magical Star Sign, the box is like showing them in outer space, right? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's fantasy, but it's in outer space. That that makes it as as sci-fi as Star Ocean. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's just not a lot of these, sadly. No, uh, no. And a lot of them are prone to having some of the worst uh, protagonist names ever. Oh, yeah, else? that's right. I'm coming for you, Jaster Rogue. Edge Maverick. <laughs> Edge Maverick, Fate, Fate Line God. Whatever stupid name you give to your character in Xenoblade X. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, I'm renaming him Stupid Crap Face right now. <laughs> Someone had to. There you go. Now that we're on the RPG, RP Gamer channel, I'm going to use the dumbest weapon in Monster Hunter. I possibly can, the hammer. It's hammer time. I don't think I've ever seen any or heard of anyone using the hammer. Uh, I've seen a cool gif of someone using the hammer. That's about the extent I've seen of people using the hammer. Well, if you're not using the rebalanced hunting horn. I do not care for the hunting horn. Rebalanced it. I do not care for the hunting horn. (laughs) What about the insect glaive? I love the insect glaive. It's my jam. All right, should we do another question? I'm leaving yeah, in about too. five minutes. Okay. So let's sneak one more in with you. Okay. Well, you should also plug first, just in case. Oh, yeah. Princesses of the Pizza Parlor by Koyarimizu. Um, on sale for the next eight hours or 10 hours or so. Yeah. Um, okay, sure. Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. Enjoy. So I need to fix something really fast here. Okay. It's really good. I've li- I've read and even listened to one of them. I had Alexa listen or read one of the books, and she did a decent job on that through Kindle Unlimited. Um, but I've read four or five before I did that, and really good series. Help with the plug there. It's it's really enjoyable. Good. Testimonials are useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just making sure you got a bit of time. Some this charming, some charming weight music. Okay. 
Let's go right into the huge middle here. Okay, last one, number 41. Would you categorize Oregon Trail as an RPG? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I understand. You have a party. They have some form of internalized stats. Sometimes they run out of HP and die. There's a lot of management. However, I would consider it a management game rather than an RPG. And you can't really I've level up your characters. I mean, I'm thinking like the original one. You know Who knows? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I, I do remember back during the what is an RPG um, debate slash flame wars of yesteryear where somebody sincerely made the argument that all RPGs should be recategorized as management games. That sucks, and I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the things that Oregon Trail uses to derive for fun are not the same things as most, or really any RPGs uses to derive for fun. So, there. I am, I am refocusing the discussion of what is supposed to be fun about the games. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't include Oregon Trail. Uh, I've played too much of it because I'm pretty sure that legally it has to be uh, installed on every public computer in Oregon. That's what grew up. So, <laughs> yeah, every computer in every library had Oregon Trail installed on it. No exceptions. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly the second edition. That was that was the most recent one at the time. That was the one with the really unsettling digitized people. Uh, <laughs> in conclusion, uh, you uh, you approach a river. I choose hunt for food. This question has died of dysentery. Oh man, I was hoping it would die of like snake bite. I was always excited. Mm -hmm. I could really just go either way at any given time. Yeah. No, dysentery. That's really the only answer. <laughs> the, the character you named after your your mom has died of cholera. I hope you feel good. Yeah, uh, I would not, I would not include it just because like it has uh, no meaningful like exploration or character interaction. A lot of numbers, but uh, I think that you usually need one or the other of those to have something that feels like an RPG to me. Not necessarily both, but one or the other, and this has neither. So yeah, that. I don't see it at all. I, I, I just, yeah. What, what's the Supreme Court uh, ruling on pornography? You know, uh, I, I know it when I see it. See it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't see it with Oregon Trail. Yeah. There's a lot of, I know it when I see it that you kind of have to do with RPGs. And that's why you'll still get uh, the broad debates about whether something like Zelda counts, but. In general. I mean, that, that's why I gener generally refer to it as RP Gestalt in reviews and articles and things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's more yeah. accurate. But, yeah. It is not a uh, genre. It is a loose collection of traits that may or may not all be apl applicable. Yeah. But again, you'll know it when you see it. I'm trying to define it too, uh, too tightly, mostly just causes you to lose edge cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in general, Any I wouldn't 
uh, in Clover. And arguing it over it over it tends to lose you very edge cases in your forums, which we say bye bye to you guys sometimes. Yeah, that can be useful actually. If someone's yeah. if someone's going to get really up in arms about what should or shouldn't be counted, there there's probably some other things that you're going to get into disputes over that are less fun. Uh, so. Oh, I, I think Wheels remembers the particular German dude I am thinking of. I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He. Yeah. He, his argument was that if it does not have a transition screen to a full turn-based combat system <laughs> um, involving character <laughs> classes and experience-based leveling, then it is not an RPG. Sweet Jeebus. I'd like to point out that that means that most Final Fantasy games aren't RPGs. Yeah. Um, let's see, he was also of the opinion that Beyond the Beyond was the best game for the PlayStation because of the variety of um, enemy mobs possible, and that he could objectively rate music to very precise levels of which game had better music than other games. Huh? Okay, I think I have an idea of who you're talking about. Oh, Jesus Lord. Um... Yeah, and he, he had a very bright fireball of a shooting star through the forums and nobody really said um, said anything when he disappeared there went a special boy Um, yeah yeah, uh, don't get up in arms about this sort of thing it's uh, off putting at the best of times anyway I really need to get out of here now so see you later peace have a good one I will uh, leave with the question uh, that we might end up asking Gaijin next time. What's the most controversial thing you would consider an RPG? Let's just get this going. Roar, fan the flames. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> the game I'm playing right now, Monster Hunter, maybe? <laughs> Not really. It might be. Oh, well. I mean, the whole Zelda series is pretty controversial. Yeah. There are some Zelda games I would accept and others I wouldn't. Uh, Fair enough. I've determined I'm not a hammer player, by the way. Do not enjoy <laughs> the hammer. It is no longer hammer time? It is, it is not hammer time. <laughs> Wheels has left the 90s. <laughs> Too uh, legit. Too going, legit to quit. Going back to the 80s. Too legit. So I've been watching Cobra Kai. <laughs> Again. Again. Not in the 80s. Uh, its lead is very much stuck in the 80s. Yes, but that's, that's the tragedy of human life. Yes. We as a society still kind of stuck in the 80s. Um, Man, you're just cold as ice. Willing to sacrifice. Um <laughs> Don't play head games with me, man. Who sent this thing to head games? <laughs> uh, man, anyone younger than us is going to have no idea what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> we're making references to a couple of things, yes. not the least of which is just the band Foreigner. Yes. I was going to say, don't worry, they already tuned out during the vinyl discussion. <laughs> we didn't even really discuss that. We were just kind of disgusted by it. <laughs> Fine line for discuss and disgust. Yeah, I, I don't know really a lot of other controversial picks. It was mostly a joke, but yeah. 
No surprise with the double vision. Hold on, I have to sharpen my hammer. That doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, they really shouldn't apply the sharpening thing to every weapon. No. So, Mr. Platim, what you, what you been playing? I have been sucked in pretty deep the past month and a half to uh, the Legends, Legend of Heroes games. I, uh, oh, oh, god damn it! I, <laughs> I finished up. Uh, too. God damn it! Oh, <laughs> god yeah, damn it! <laughs> Which ones are you gonna play? Like, wheels? Just long. only trails in the uh, or trails of cold steel. Only trails. Okay, of cold steel. okay. Because okay, I was gonna okay. say that doesn't say, lower only... things at all. Not at all. No, I finished up uh, Trails in the Sky the third uh, for a podcast in early December when we got uh, RPG backtrack back on track and finishing it up like, yes, we're back. We've already done like four episodes. Um, We'll be doing one next week. I believe you're joining us when you get your new computer. Yeah. Um, But finishing that up, I'd kind of set it aside for a while and like race through it in one weekend since I was so close to the end. But then I was like, oh, yeah, man, I miss this combat. So I did about 60 hours in December of Zero no Kiseki, the first oh. Crossbell game. How does that translate? <laughs> it, I, I played the first tran- the first fan translation, um, not Geofronts, where they have made it all nice and pretty. It, it was fine. I'm playing the PSP version um, mm-hmm. with the fan translation patch applied, and I beat that, like, December 30th and really, really understood why... Lots of people who are like, oh, man, you whatever you do, don't skip that duology. That's really good. And mm. I usually uh, I really focused more on picking the games I like to play via the combat. But that one got me with the story, too. I was like, whoa, OK, like I see why people say don't skip on these. And I see why it'd be great if they came over for more people to play. And like. January 2nd, I was like, okay, well, I'll waste some time with some other stuff until uh, Bravely Default 2 comes out. And within, like, two days, I was right back at it with uh, Ao no Kiseki, the uh, second Crossbell game. Good old Ao no Kiseki. Yep. So I've really put a month and a half, almost 100 hours into those games just over the past month and a half, having a ball with them. That's impressive. I, I will stop there. I'll get I'll get back into Cold Steel, I think, later this year. But, you know, I, I can already tell that I think I'm going to be burnt out with that series. It's not one I can go straight through. I mean, I mean that would be like four 50-hour games in addition to the two that you've already just been playing. So Exactly. I, I played Cold Steel 1 a couple years ago. Um, so I've got 2, 3, and 4. 4 will come out on Switch what, in a couple months. April, um, yeah. I, I won't get to it till next year anyway. So, <laughs> but it's pre-ordered. It's coming. Yeah, it'll I mean, sit right. I'm pre-ordering it too because I just collect Falcom everything, even if I don't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to grab those physically before they disappear into the ether. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll sit on the shelf with a uh, Cold Steel two for Vita and Cold Steel three for Switch, and I'll probably get a little bit farther into that later in the year, Let's but. See. Moncafe in chat says if the Vita had been a successful handheld, the Crossbow games would likely have released in the West when they reported to the Vita. 
Were those evolution mm-hmm. games? Because if they were evolution those were games, evolution games. Huh? They were evolution. They they well, I mean, yeah. they were PSP release, but then they did an evolution release of both of them. Yes. On the Vita, and like I think there's rights issues with those evolution versions that keeps them from coming over. Mm-hmm. The same reason that I don't fully trust the ones that just got announced for like Japanese and Chinese release on PS4 and Switch, where it's like, One- yeah, but company that's doing them often none of their games have ever been localized correct aren't they the same company that did the evolution i think they might be but i'm not sure okay yeah i've heard the same thing from a couple different people the uh you know who knows what they might do but if we're going on historical context no we're not getting those yeah like we need like the the it might be coincidence that we've never gotten any of the evolution versions but I feel inclined to say that there's some sort of rights issue that keeps them from happening. And I want to be wrong because then we might actually one day see them, but (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I don't feel too confident that they're, it might even just be as simple as they would have like any company interested in localizing them. We would suddenly have to negotiate with two companies and that's enough to make it a problem. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But. Well, Geofront, um, the fan translation group, they've got it. And they have Falcom's blessing on that, don't they? I believe. Little. I mean, until there's a problem, they do. Little I guess. wink and a, a wink and a nod because you can get um, the Crossbell games using American currency on PayPal through a Chinese website and then apply the patch. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's if, not like you can't just, like, be 100% legit in getting that. So it's not like they're... You can get Falcom their money. You can play it on your PC with the really good translation patch applied, but I, I'm going through Crossbell 2 now. It was original. When I started it up, I was like, oh dear God, what did, what did I just do here? Um, I guess I, from years ago, had a copy of the Google Translate version of that game. Oh, Ooh. Lordy. <laughs> but I think in 2018, somebody went through and cleaned it up and it actually is even better than the Crossbell one translation. So yeah, uh-huh. there's an odd word here or there, but understanding it started as Google translate and playing the first hour of the game like that and deciding, no, I know there's a better version out there. I know there is, um, <laughs> but not really wanting to wait for the geo front stuff and i don't really sit at my pc and game much anyway i want it on my vita i want that psp version so now that yep yeah it appears that the uh ps4 and switch versions are updates of the evolution versions Mm -hmm. so yeah not uh shake the magic eight ball outlook not so good well, they've. I mean, Nissa has done some of their own Switch ports of their games, so, I mean... I mean, they would have to be either, like, negotiating with the origin, with the developer of the Evolution versions, or no, rolling... No, I mean, I'm saying they could... Yeah, right, they could just roll out their own Switch port, I guess. Of a PSP game, which <laughs> raises some other issues. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it would be demanding in a weird way it's it all depends on how those games are doing for them which i assume is i'd imagine they're doing fine (laughs) they must be doing well enough for them to keep bringing them over 
I, I mean, mean, it can't be know, cheap to translate. What is it? Like, was when Cold Steel Three came out? They're like, yeah, this has got as much as two Warren pieces in it, or something like that. It's it's some gigantic number. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they had a whole graphic. It was like, you got to be kidding me. That's yeah. I mean, I'll feel more confident if I see them like go out on a limb for like Hajimari no Kiseki or uh, or Akuro no Kiseki, but. Until then, it's like, I feel like there's some degree of commitment to Trails of Cold Steel that I'm not sure, I don't know enough about whether there's commitment to further Trails games. And mm-hmm. Listen, I'm going to be honest, I don't care as long as they keep bringing over East games. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, you're a criminal. Uh, uh, like, I care a lot about East too, but I still, I care a lot about Trails games. I, so. I do, they're great, but uh, yeah, give me East. Yeah, what do you think them makes them more East. money? What do they sell more of, you think, over here? That is I would imagine they sell more. I'm going to guess they sell more trails, but East makes more money. That sounds mm. about right. It's yeah. less expensive to start with. So hearing about that demo that just dropped and the camera issues, I didn't try that one. I didn't try the East 9 demo, oh. but I have been playing some playing around with the Bravely Default 2 demo. Nice. And well, that is... that. <laughs> I, was just, I was just gonna say real quick. I have played the Japanese version of East Nine. Like I did it on mm-hmm. stream, and I don't remember any camera issues whatsoever. They would have had to so. introduce that in the process of localizing it. So that seems like something they could probably day one it, patch out. Or well, it may have just been like an old demo that they just translated. I, I really, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I or, wouldn't even. Surprise. Or the camera issues just didn't bother me. I don't really know. I don't know. It was something with the lock-in, the or the lock-on, right? It would the auto lock-on, and uh, I don't, I don't know. Also, I know is I played, I, I played like several hours of that game and did not like. There was nothing like that that was bothering me, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But yeah, go ahead. You were talking about bravely defart. Yep, um, that demo was good. I. I, I... I was I impressed the impression. With that demo because I didn't even slightly like. The... You didn't like the first one. I did not like Bravely Default even a little. So we are infamous <laughs> Bravely Default curmudgeons. I, I do know. I do know. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's gosh, it's been five years since I played a game. Um, I played those two games back to back when my son was born. Um, being the horrible sleeper, that was my like two a.m. to four a.m. jam. That's a good game to put you to sleep. Um, Yep. Wheels, this is what happens. Touche. This is how you have to do it. Listen, Wheels, I'm just going to say, this is how you have to do it. Instead of just going for the the immediate stab, you wait until they're they're not suspecting it, and then you stab them in the throat. That that was a setup I didn't even know I was setting you up. That was uh, well played, well played. Well done, well done. But, no, I I enjoyed the demo. Um, I only gave it an hour. I didn't want to get into any story bits. I just wanted to see what they fixed from the demo 10 months ago that came out. And it all seemed kind of minor. I know it was, like, font issues and readability this and, you know, balancing. It's got the difficulty slider on there, which there always was going to be. People went crazy about how hard that first demo was. Like, even after the screen popped up, it's like, this demo is meant to be hard. Chill out. Oh, I'm going to say one last Trails thing, because I was surprised by oh. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this doesn't 
mean anything because it specifically states on the page that there is no English language option in it, but it does speak to the possible desire to make uh, make available things to patch, which is that uh, Zero no Kiseki Kai, which is the evolution evolution version of Zero no Kiseki, is cur- currently as a Steam listing for summer 2021. Hmm. Well. So at the very least, you'll have an option. You'll have something to patch if someone makes a Kai version patch. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. That, like I said, the story in that game was excellent. The story in that game was excellent. Um, you could play. I, I think it was excellent on its own. But having played through all of Trails in the Sky, um, you, I, I definitely got a lot more context as it is in those kind of really long series. So, yeah, we'll so you were saying BD2? Yeah, I, it looks great. I love their water effects. It looks like a mixture of Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated that when I would get in conversations, it did not feel like there was a guarantee that everyone was going to have to come in and say something unrelated to the original conversation. <laughs> the game knew when to shut up, and that was enough. <laughs> The voice acting I've enjoyed, but I will say they've got um, one of your party members, your uh, ring-a-bell equivalent in this game, is named Elvis. It is and, true. It's Elvis. Uh, you know, you go with a name like that, and it comes, it comes with a lot of, a lot of baggage. Like there's a reason listening... you've never met a child named Elvis. Exactly. Um, having a birthday on Elvis's birthday, um, mine. I was born on Elvis's birthday, and getting a roll of Elvis stamps one year as a gift, I'm already, already, it's, hearing Elvis is already traumatic enough for me. What um, kind of, how old were you? Probably eight or nine. What kind of lunatic gives <laughs> a child a roll of stamps as a birthday present, regardless of context? Exactly. There, there was no context. I was no Elvis fan. I mean, maybe if I was like a little kid that loved to walk around and sing Elvis songs or something like that, maybe that would have been a little bit funny. But Even, even if that were the case, a roll of stamps? <laughs> so, yes. Oh, I, I'm that, curious on child use behalf. No, that that's all right. I that, That's a memory that I have that I can't really erase. <laughs> I wish I could. But, you know, hearing the... Yeah, I'm not very good at discerning exact um, dialects, but Elvis in this game is like Scottish or Welsh. Yeah. And looking at his character appearance and hearing the name Elvis and listening to that accent, all three don't jive for me. I find that incredibly funny, actually. So, you know. <laughs> you know, if his name would have just been like anything else, ring a bell, whatever, I could I could live with it. But like... Elvis just comes with a, you know, he needs to have black hair slicked a certain way. He needs to have sideburns. Maybe you just haven't found the job that does that. I I have not yet. The The demo only gave him his one job. I'm just um, saying, maybe one of the jobs gives him that. that. That would be amazing. That would be amazingly awesome if that did that. He, I may stop collecting job points for anything else but that job. Frankly, default to four job fiesta. <laughs> uh, 
um, I was re- I was reminded of my most annoying thing about uh, Bravely Default games is how many times you take on those stupid asterisk holders, and they're like doing horrible things. They're like in the game, they're bad. A lot of them, like they're just bad. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, they're, like, mass murdering and waging war and everything. And you defeat them, take their asterisk, and they're like, ha, 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 see you later. And they run off, and you fight them again and again and again. Because they just keep happening. Yep. I, I, you know, I, I'm not advocating murder here, but in terms of the game world, the world. <laughs> I, you, you take care of what you got to take care of. You can't just send them to Arkham Asylum. Nope. Nope. But yeah, I met the minstrel in the demo, and he was voiced very well. That was a cute little cutscene, and it, he taught him talking about having the minstrel asterisk. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to take him out at some point. But I won't really have taken him out. I'll be, I'm sure I'll be battling him at least three other times in Bravely Default too. So uh, yeah, uh, again, it, it just immediately fixed my biggest problem, which is that. Uh, every character in Bravely Default took four times as long to, like, infinity times as long to say nothing. <laughs> just, just to fit the math metaphor going. And, like, the fact that characters would just say the one relevant thing they had to say and move on in the demo was enough to be like, I'll give this a shot. I am willing to go out on a limb and see if I enjoy Bravely Default too. Good, good. This, uh, my uh, co-host on SideQuest when I do side quest episodes, uh, him and I for like three or four years now have done, tried to race each other in an RPG to start a yeah. completely like we, neither one of us had played Suikoden four years ago. So oh, we man. both, yeah, I, I bounced off it. Hours long anyway. <laughs> I know I bounced off it at about the 10 hour point. I was like, uh, it's just You're not, done. <laughs> I know, I know. And then and he finished it and like went straight through the series afterwards and then we did trails in the sky we both tried it out one time he bounced off of that although circled back around to it a year later and i've now plowed through 300 hours of that series um and then we did like right a year ago we did romancing saga 2 and i got 20 (laughs) <laughs> we did we did we both put about i put about 25 hours into it and was like okay i'm not really making progress here you know i love the concept I'll, I'll play other saga games i have played other saga games but i was like it's time to put that one aside 25 hours i i, I got a good feel for what it is i can't i can't knock you for that mm-hmm. and then he actually circled back around and finished it in december got like really motivated one week and just plowed through and Took out everybody. Have those weeks where it's like, no, I'm just going to do this. Yep. <laughs> so, been playing some Hyrule: Age of Calamity. Heard that's good. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Although I'm starting to get edged out of gaming by my youngest son. He's going to be <laughs> turning five soon, and a year ago when we play all these co-op games, my older son and me, he would sit there and watch, and you know, maybe want to play for five minutes here and there. But I last weekend I was flat out told no, give me the controller, and I stood. <laughs> yep, I stood cleaning the kitchen and straightening up this or that, and kind of kept an eye on the TV. Like, you guys need any help? No, we're good. I was like, all right. <laughs> so yes, I got completely edged out of last week's couple missions. But 
I'll fool them. I'll go do them single player anyway. Meet some other mission objectives. Get some more uh, items to do the crafting and open up all the other side stuff. I am saving my capacity to play a Musou game for Phantom Strikers. So. That that I need to buy and set aside when it comes out. I, I hope to get to that by the end of the year because I've got like two big, two big games I want to get through this year on the PS4 because I've put the PS4 aside for a year. I just pulled it out <laughs> in October for uh, Nino Kuni Two for a few weeks. And moving it into another room, setting it where I can sit on the couch now and play. I'm like, okay, like I can do PS2 again or PS4 again. And uh, I got Yakuza like a dragon. I got, uh, what is it? Persona 5 Royal. Because I had started the, the vanilla version, got 10 hours into it, and just couldn't get enough time to play it in big chunks where I had my PS4 in the bedroom. It just really a hard game to not be able to just play a huge section of. Mm -hmm. So that w once bravely default Two comes out and I finish that off that those are my next two games. Yakuza like a dragon persona Four Royal that that might take me through the end of the summer. Those three games alone. That makes then, sense. Then I, I will do strikers. I, I would love to do strikers. Yeah, I got Strikers on pre-order. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how I do. I'm gonna do when it. When is that? Is that an April release? No, it's February. Where do we have it? Uh, February month. Yeah. Oh, geez. very soon. All right, that'll be bought and put on the shelf right next. You'll to never see Rails it come. <laughs> never see it coming. Listen, if they sell me, if they try to sell me Persona Five again, I'll say you bastards and buy it. So, <laughs> please. Hey, man, I please. I went through all the dancing games last year. That was fun. I don't think five or three even have stories. I think they no, don't. They don't. Nope. But like, my biggest problem with like, I liked the look of four dancing, and I liked the music in four dancing, but it was just a bad rhythm game. <laughs> And so I never played five or three. Uh, I, just, I, I wish they were better rhythm games, but they're like fundamentally badly designed for being able to tell what the hell is going on. Like here's a, here's things that are coming out of the center of the screen. Guess where all of the activity is. Oh, it's at the center <laughs> and they're pushing out towards the edge of the screen where <laughs> Almost all of the time, there's just horrible amounts of flashing lights and changing colors. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, there's all the costumes and stuff to put on the characters and everything. I couldn't tell you what any of them looked at looked like because I never got to watch that. I was too busy. My eyes at the edge of the screen. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's just a bad setup. Like they they you need to like take lessons from things that are like nearly over 20 years old at this point and just put like a bar at the top or bottom of the screen. Like, at least that's a consistent place where you can then frame action above or below it in a nice and simple fashion. Mm. Uh, oh, gotta gotta be wild. Gotta get nuts. Don't do that. Don't make them play like that. Best thing I can say <laughs> for those damn games is when I see gifts of things like how the fucking nerd in Persona 5 dances is like she doesn't know how to dance at all and <laughs> just terrible at it. <laughs> like, that owns. I'm into that. 
I saw that matched up with like an ancient internet post where someone was talking about not knowing how to dance and just trying to do reload animations from old first person shooters. And it's like, yeah, no, that cha- that tracks with what she's doing. <laughs> uh, nice. So yeah, Age of Calamity going well, I assume. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. It's not a calamity. Sorry, it I is not. It, it's not a calamity. No, I mean, like I said, I got edged out of that game by both my children. So you know, <laughs> it, I was telling. Uh, David here that last weekend we loaded it up and I was ready to you know, do like the third and fourth mission with my older son. My younger son like literally came, sat on my lap, grabbed the controller out of my hand. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, if I need your help, Daddy, I'll ask you. You can oh. go wash the dishes now. Oh. He's just doing your chores for you. Yep. So you can get to the thing you clearly love most because you spend more time doing it, which is housework. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. What a, so, good, what a thoughtful yeah. child. But I'm surprised. I've left it on normal difficulty, and my four-year-old and my seven-year-old have not really had much of a problem with it. Of course, they take like 50 minutes to do a mission map, <laughs> which I'm, I'm I'm waiting for one of the t- more time-sensitive ones to pop up, and they'll just be dead. <laughs> or rush, save Zelda, hurry up, get there now. They they can't rush and get there now. <laughs> forcibly reminded of uh, the hell of playing RPGs as a child when me and my brother both wanted use of the TV and we had to change at half hour increments and it's like oh, these are oftentimes there is not a save point in such a way that that's going to be possible so making significant proce- progress for either of us tended to revolve around the other deciding to be nice about it <laughs> One last thing we've been playing is uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Or oh, that's a new game. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Again, my kids are much better at 3D manipulation of anything than me. Like they've been, they've been raised in it. They have. Like I'm like, oh, uh, adopted 3D navigation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they're they're just like plowing through it, hitting buttons, rotating stuff. I'm like, ah, uh, just call me when you get to the <laughs> boss dragon. I can help with the boss dragons. <sighs> I've got the manual dexterity. I still function. Yep, yep. That that's my role in that. Like I'll I'll sit and watch them play and just be amazed. Like wow, that's that's pretty cool. Good job, guys. Didn't expect to be outshone by my children at this age, but sure. Nope, not at all. Not at all. But I can almost hold on with my seven-year-old on Smash. That that's my claim to fame. Uh, give it another couple years. I, I can win five out of nine on that, so. Uh, but that's about future it. Future is now, old man. <laughs> that's about it for my last month of gaming. Just lots of Kaseki. So you don't have to play endless amounts of Minecraft, is what you're saying? No, my uh, youngest one will play Minecraft on the way to school in the morning. And... About 20 minutes every day he'll I drop his brother off and then bring him to school and after i drop his brother off he'll usually take a couple traffic lights to realize like oh wait a minute can i have the ipad now <laughs> like yep and <laughs> so he'll play he'll play a little bit of minecraft the older one has gotten uh, i think he's put nearly a hundred hours now into pokemon shield and that's nice. since we bought that on uh, veterans day he had the day off 
So we went and bought that with the all the DLC included. Oh, and fair. yeah, my goodness, in two months, I'm just like, holy cow. I mean, I put my 30, 40 hours in, I beat it, and I was like, okay, that's a good game. I like that, but time to get back to Kaseki. <laughs> time for me to bring up one of my favorite like horror stories that I had as a child. I remember playing Pokemon Blue and seeing that my timer had ticked over 100 hours. And it being the first time, I was sort of shell-shocked at how much time I had spent playing a video game. <laughs> like, I looked at that, and I was like, I spent more than four days of my life playing this. That's unsettling. <laughs> I didn't stop playing it after that, but I was maybe that a little more... didn't stop you, but... <laughs> I, I thought about it a lot. Oh, that's great. That's I can't even, like, imagine what my first 100-hour game was. I mean, it wasn't... I didn't play that many long games until mid 2000s or something like heck I, dragon quest no dragon dragon warrior 7 was probably my first 100 hour game uh, understandable pretty sure i put over 100 hours in final fantasy legend one yeah but not in one file so it was oh, harder no, to no, 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 no. yeah yeah i'm sure there's plenty of games i played for 100 hours when i was young that you know, cumulatively. Yeah. Dragon Warrior 4, I beat like seven or eight times. Nice. But yeah, that 100-hour save file, I definitely probably was Dragon Warrior 7. Meanwhile, I was just like cackling when I was uh, in quarantine last April and seeing a Persona 5 Royal save file that read like 115 hours. <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> I've defeated you socializing. I've defeated you the need to go outside. <laughs> Anime is my only comfort now. Uh, worth it. I wasn't doing anything with that time anyway. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect uh, game for a perfect time. Pretty much. I played that and Final Fantasy VII Remake just all at once. It was it's exactly the time that I needed to be doing that. Otherwise, I'd have died. Um, there was that distinct possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have been leaving, but I would have felt mentally dead, uh, lying, dissociating in a room, experiencing ego death. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wales talked about what he's been playing. What I've been playing is not super exciting. <laughs> Uh, my computer is, is super dead, and that has been consuming a lot of my time trying to work around that while I do things that I have to do otherwise. Uh, you'll never guess what a phone's not suited to its work. Um, <laughs> how do you mean you still have classes too bad? Uh, uh, um Instead, I've been just playing more Adelie Risha, which I'm about. Good man. You change into. Good man. Out of three years, so I'm I'm making headway. I just went to like an ancient library or something. I was probably supposed to find it earlier than I did, but oh well. but yeah, I've just gone to like an ancient library where I found a lady who sure seems like she's some kind of robot. She sure ain't letting it on. Aisha sure doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, about a year into that, uh, come hell or high water, I'll hit the three-year mark and get some sort of ending, and then probably New Game Plus to get a better one. <sighs> okay, now I'm just thinking of a bad Simpsons joke. So okay, uh, what else have I been doing? Not Kingsfield. No Kingsfield. <laughs> I can't. Oh right, right. You were doing that on the computer. Duh. Yeah. Uh, so that was not happening, which. I'm going to have to recover that save because I don't want to do the first half of the game again. <laughs> For fairly obvious reasons, I think. Um, otherwise, I've just sort of made plans for what I intend to play. Oh, and I played some... I'm trying to clear off uh, Miles Morales so that I can just make my PS5 a Yakuza machine and blast through the rest of Like a Dragon. Nice. Uh, most of the way through Miles Morales, I, I always make the mistake of I'm just going to do everything. And I, I have done just about everything. <laughs> Found all the underground caches, did all of the friendly neighborhood app missions, uh, did all of the rocks on labs, did all the underground layers. So now I just have some of the story left and then I'll be done. Uh, that's a, that's a real good game. I regret that the like bodega Spider-Man outfit is new game plus only. That's lame. Uh, I do appreciate that uh, for doing all the friendly neighborhood apps, I get Spider-Man with a scarf and a Santa hat. <laughs> that was a very heartwarming final story that also gives you a very good final costume, so that's what I've been wearing. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's not an RPG, but it's really good and has RPG elements. It's RPG in it. <laughs> <laughs> so is this controversial? It's not controversial. Is it the most controversial? No, no. The most controversial opinions I have would knock your socks off. You won't be ready for. <laughs> Minecraft is an RPG. Boom. Oh, is that your actual opinion, or are you just trolling? No, I'm just trolling. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, I don't know. I've mostly just been making plans for like things I want to play when I have a computer and can access uh, some of my files again. Uh, or Steam. I've, I've been contemplating actually redoing. Like I, I played Trails in the Sky long ago. I'm going to go back and do that more properly this time and do Trails the third and then maybe see if I can't, you know, Pick up on some of those Trails games. I'm forget. I haven't gotten into yet. Mm -hmm. We'll see Trails about that. Trails the Third. I really enjoyed. I thought it was going to be kind of a weird wrap up, whatever. But no, that ended up being. I really, really enjoyed that game. Gotcha. And the the protagonist of that game is awesome. I love him. I love Kevin. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to try to do that because i've been putting that off for years at this stage because i know what a commitment it is but i also know that it's it's gonna be real good people have given me all three of them on steam where they're fastest to play mm -hmm. so let's see what else uh i was definitely there were some other things i was looking at on switch as things that i need to get around to ones among them were rpgs uh I wanted to go back and finish uh, TMS Encore, which I think I'll probably do between Adelier games. <laughs> uh, but other, Did you other... start that last year? 
Yeah, I started that briefly last year, and it seemed like a very good version of a game that seemed very good, but I just haven't gotten around to finishing. That was that like was I, one of my best experiences last year. I love that game. That was great. Yeah, I think I took a game over and lost like an hour of progress and like ended up, you know how you do that, where you set it down. Oh, yeah. You're like, nope, don't want to do that now. Yeah, like I need I need space from this because I'm pissed off, and then yeah. like you come back, yep. and then like a, a day turns into a week, turns into months. And it's like, oh, I I really liked what I played. I wanted to get back to it. But yeah, and so of course I will get back to it. But you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I was just thinking about uh, other things on like. The amount of games that I have at my fingertips on Switch is always just monstrous. There was like, there was a, Konami did like a sale today of like their Contra and arcade collections. I already had the Castlevania ones, like 10 bucks for eight Contra games and eight like weird old shooters on arcade. Sure, I'll do that. Oh yeah, the, the Castlevania one's $5 right now. Yeah, I, I meant off, so. each of the, all of those, all three of those collections are $5 now, but I already oh, own the Castlevania yeah. collection. Uh but yeah, so grab those. Uh, remembered that I I saw someone playing like uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And all I could think was, man, that game sucked. I'd rather play a good cowboy game. And then I remembered that I had Call of War as the gunslinger. So I played a bit of that. Nice. You never played that. It's really weird because every other uh, Call of War as game is completely awful and oftentimes quite racist. Oh. But that one, that one, Gunslinger is somehow actually really neat. Because that one, like, the gimmick that they cooked up for it was that you were playing a story being narrated by the titular Gunslinger who's getting progressively drunker as he relates it. Uh, and so you'll sometimes reach points where, like, he's, like, either being deliberately misleading about what happened... Or, like, is juicing the story a little bit for the audience he's telling it to. And, like, it's it's a it's a short little game, but it's a pretty good FPS. And they ported it to Switch a few years back. And it's, like, the only good thing out of the Call of Juarez franchise. So, that was kind of... I, I messed around and played that. So, that's been... Sometimes you want to play a cowboy game where you yeehaw and you throw, you throw sticks at lit dynamite. And you pull out your six-shooter and shoot a man because he... He looked at you wrong or whatever. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's what's missing. I, I, I had started another game that I canceled recently. Boot Hill yeah. Heroes. What the hell is I, that? I gave, it, Boot Hill Bounty came out recently. It's a pixel RPG. I guess it's kind of like Earthbound or whatever. But mm. um, I, it's been batted around our Discord a few times. People talking about it like, oh. And it, when it came out in December, I picked it up. Um, Jooms played both of them. I think he gave them both 4.0s or very high praise 3.5s. And no, I I made it five hours (laughs) and I was out. Uh, That happens to the best of us. I I wanted a six shooter and all I had was a stupid pitchfork. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I played a bit of that. to say oh yeah and i pre-ordered cyber shadow which is also not an rpg but it's made by our good friends at, well it's not made by it's published by our good friends at yacht club of shovel and it's uh i think it's 25 percent off on pre-order and it's like ooh, i could play a cyber ninja i like that idea sounds pretty red i'm gonna be a cyber ninja 
<laughs> then where would you be? Not a cyber ninja, that's for shit, damn sure. Uh, I don't have a further point for that. I was just being needless. <laughs> Uh, other things. Oh yeah, I was just looking through my Switch library, and it's like I could play Star Ocean One again. That would be fun, but I haven't decided on like what party I'd be taking through the game, and that's always like the first step of me playing Star Ocean One or Two. You also need to clear some space on your memory card for Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh yeah, yeah, I need to take part in that body pass. Hey, remember how that developer is making an Indiana Jones game now? Well, that's right, because that's a uh, that's an arcade she joint, did. right? No, it's not Arcane because it's... Wolfenstein was machine games. I think Youngblood was actually worked on by Arcane. I think they were like a secondary Maybe, developer on yeah. it. I don't think they were the primary on it. That's that's seems cool, but also they need to make a third Wolfenstein game at some point. <laughs> Listen, they have a lot of experience in saying Nazis. I hate those guys. So it's true. It's true. If <laughs> if. If you hate Nazis, they have many, many entertaining choices for your your Nazi shooting. Yeah, I I need to play the new Colossus. I really like the old blood. Yeah, um, new Colossus is really freaking good. But yeah, okay, so it was primarily machine games, but it was developed in partnership with Arcane. So. Okay. But yeah, uh, I'm very curious. Uh, how long ago that Indiana Jones games game entered development? Uh, but I'm gonna make a, a prediction right here and right now. That game is going to, and this is fairly logical, but it's gonna probably play like the recent Tomb Raider games or Uncharted, that sort of thing. Makes sense. Uh, and I base this on one, obviously, because it's Indiana Jones. Uh, but two. Uh, Microsoft was very overt in that they felt that they did not have a game like that in their portfolio. And this would be a game developed by a ga- company that they own, that they can keep exclusive, that they can say, see, this is our like uncharted-y, Tomb raider sort of game that's exclusive to us and isn't going somewhere else anytime. <laughs> so I'm cool that, with all this. So I'll I'll play a freaking a good Indiana Jones game that plays like Rise of the Tomb Raider. That's a good game. Play that. I'll play that twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was this was a. There's been a lot of weird announcements of <laughs> new licensed games recently. Yeah. Are we all prepared for the Hitman developer to make a James Bond game? Eh. Mm. Are we all prepared for for the Division Two developer to make a Star Wars game? Yes, Division Two rules. I'm just baffled by it. Like, what kind of Star Wars game does that company make? Oh, the Division Three. Uh, the Division goes to space. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously not that, that because it's not a it's not a uh, it's not a looter shooter. So, oh, that's the thing that I'm scared of. What if the game they're making is a looter shooter in Star Wars? I mean, they said it's an open world. It's a single player open world game. Did they say that? Yeah, okay, they did. That... Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I'm sorry to scare you, but it is definitely not the Division Three in space. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, there was not reason to believe that wasn't what it was just based on who oh, was making yeah, it. Yeah, true. Uh, Jaws was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars. Let's see. Also, I'm, I'm just here to raise the point that uh, I get why they brought back the Lucasfilm Games branding, but Lucasfilm Games is an extraordinarily bad ga- bad name. Yeah. Like, at that point, there's there's a reason they switched to LucasArts. It's because it didn't start with film and then go to games. It was, yeah. whoa, whoa. <sighs> a new Star Wars game developed by uh, Massive Entertainment. Um, utilized the studio's cutting-edge technology and advancements, including the Snowdrop engine. How many engines does Ubisoft have at this stage? Um... Uh, uh, Anvil is one, right? There's Anvil, which I think powers the Assassin's Creed stuff. There's the artsy one they used in uh, Lost Child. And, Ubiart. And, yes, Ubiart, that's the one. Funnily enough. Uh, is that it? I feel like there's got to be at least one more. Whatever runs the Far Cry games, although that may be one of the other ones. That, yeah, I don't know. Uh... Uh, and then there's what other games do they have? Um, I think I think a lot of them. I'm just gonna assassins. Just, yeah, I'm gonna assume Watch Dogs runs on one of those other engines. I assume Watch Dogs runs on Anvil, like Assassin's yeah. Creed. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm interested if it's single player. I'll put it that way. Uh, I mean, if nothing else, those division games are really solid. From like a they're very good at what they do, but I don't like what they do. So. Yeah, no, I understand, but I'm just saying, like, they're a solid developer. Um, oh, I fully believe that uh, any sure, com- but... any company that can consistently put out uh, games that are not completely busted in the uh, AAA development space, like clearly a lot of talented people work out of the stage. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they probably yeah. made a more consistent game than Destiny 2. Ouch. Yes, yes, I'm bitter. Maybe a lot. <laughs> do we want to do we want to talk about the weird trademarks that uh, that Square seems to have registered? Uh, we got to talk Pokemon too tonight. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Okay, let's hit did, both of those. Then. Did they announce anything beyond more Snap stuff? New Pokemon Snap. There's uh, there's rumors floating around that this year, this is the year that they remake Gen 4. Yes, and yeah. apparently it's yeah. from some people who've been very spot on before, so I mean, they, they got a little bit more. Gen 4. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. fine with that, but can we just skip to the Gen 5 remake already, please? Oh. <laughs> no, we cannot, because then I have to acknowledge that I'm old. Um... Listen, I just want I just want Pokemon's rendition of the American Northeast in high definition, please. Thank you. Mostly New York, but yes. yes. Mostly New York, but probably possibly also some of Connecticut. So leave me alone. I want it. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> so I'm just going to say uh, the longer they take, the more nice it'll look. Okay, so. that's fair. That's a good point. I'm, well, I'm excited for Diamond and Pearl. That was the first game that I pre-ordered at a first Pokemon game that I pre-ordered and played at launch. That was 
one I looked forward to. That was one that that I'm glad that it will be incorporating a lot of improvements to because I like a lot about Diamond and Pearl, but the vanilla releases of those are kind of a slight disaster. They're not bad games, but they are. There is one fire. There's one fire line outside the starters in the entire Pokedex of the original Diamond and Pearl release. Uh, uh, those games uh, turned me off the series again for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, they fixed that in Platinum along with a number of other little tweaks, but they they really needed to go over some of the balance choices that they had made a couple times. So. But yeah, I like the the uh, Sinnoh region, and there's you know I'm I'm very excited to re-explore that in high definition. But uh, you know, so, so how many so, Pokemon do you think they'll put in that? Uh, it will be it will contain all of the ones missing from certain fields. <laughs> It'll That'd be incredible. Be that would only require like 300 Pokemon anyway, so. I'm so sick of that nonsense. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, I can see them doing it, though, just, at least cycling in some Pokemon that were missing from Sword and Shield, just to say, yeah. see, some of them will come back sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, you don't at at some point. There's you don't need be, them all. You're yes. going to say catch them all, and you, you don't, don't need, need them, all? them all. At some point, there's going to be over a thousand Pokemon. They took Gotta Catch Them All off of the... Like, there are, there are early, like, versions that were shown in various, like, ad and press material of the Ruby and Sapphire boxes that still had Gotta Catch Them All on them, and they dropped that tagline, in part because it was impossible in those games, and in part because it was just no longer feasible to demand that of a child. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to complain about them making it impossible to catch all of them... Uh, Ruby and Sapphire are the OGs in uh, I hope you enjoy buying multiple GameCube games released like two or three years later. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoy 100%ing Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness so you can get a Lugia. Well, I, you know, I just thought it was funny that people seem to think this this is something they had to have in these games that sold 20 million copies easily. Oh, that was the real great part is that like the this will destroy the series reputation and there will be a sharp downturn in sales and it's oh, like yes. now this sold better. Well, yeah. It's sold better than the last several. <laughs> well it it just annoys me because the, the the hardcore people don't understand why the series has had a long lasting appeal and it's not be it's not because of all by the... not being directed at them. Yes, exactly. Uh, the hardest core part of your audience is never the core of your audience. It is always an angry fringe of it. Uh, but yeah. They put the depth in there that you need, but they also understand how to keep this the series like keep selling. I understand that you're well into, <laughs> I understand that you're well into your thirties at this point, but it must be remembered that the primary target audience of every new Pokemon game is the current crop of eight year olds. Yes. Yeah, that's my, my kid with the hundred hours in it. Fortunately, my eight-year-old yep. could not care less. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's a fine line between you know. Okay, it's time to stop. What? Uh, so I haven't played any of the DLC, but the Tundra's got something that you can go through where it gives you random Pokemon to go through battles 
to yes. get legendaries, right? Yes, it's really so, fun. Yeah, it is, and that's I think what he spent like twenty, the last twenty or thirty hours doing. But where it becomes not fun is getting him to turn that off for dinner or something. He's like, Dad, I'm oh. right in the middle of this long run, and that has started arguments plenty of times recently. We should be able to just put it in sleep mode, unless you're playing uh, with people online. He likes to play with the people uh, online. Okay, there you go. Yeah, he's 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 realized that they do the types better than him or the just AI does. It's a good thing you can't talk to them. That would be a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we're talking about games targeted for children, so games targeted for eight-year-olds. No, that full well that eight-year-olds should not be talking to each other, and especially not people that aren't eight-year-olds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, completely fine with them doing that. I guess as a last uh, bit of what we've been playing, this is not what I've been playing, but I'm going to chronicle this because I think it's been fun to listen to as I get regaled it via text. My brother got a Switch for Christmas, and he's playing Breath of the Wild. Nice. <laughs> oh, to play that game for the first time again. He is playing it uh, currently. He is just trying to get every shrine thing has upgrade has been put into stamina. So he still only has three hearts. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't fully understand what he's going for, but he's having a ball doing it. So that's been that's been a lot. I'm looking forward to the first time he runs into a Lionel or something. Nice. And it's killed instantly. <laughs> Man, I would so love to to be able to play that game again from without he's, he's knowing like, what's coming. Because just the the first from the first moment you walk out of that opening cave, it's just like okay. Oh, there could be, be something. There. Yeah. Well, Breath of the Wild two still coming. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh my god! I got a text. What? Um, I'll I'll talk about it in a second. It's just something I just saw in uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Okay, but he was uh, he was texting me fervently earlier, asking, "Hey, uh, if I break something, is there is there a way I can get a copy of it?" And I had to assure him there is there is nothing unique in the game that can be broken. Even if it, it like if it does get broken, you can still get another one. I promise. Uh... But he's enjoying the equipment economy. Good. New players, they don't mind it. He was talking about how he appreciates that it uh, keeps him from playing the game in a way that's not fun. By <laughs> like, like, basically, he was talking about, like, oh, I see a crowd of, like, moblins or whatever. And it's like, I can sort of look at what they have and be like, this is not actually worth the equipment I will lose destroying them. <laughs> So I'll just scurry <laughs> along past them because what they'll drop is a club. And it's like, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's the design they were going for. Weigh your options. You don't have to fight everything. Yeah, so that's, that's been fun to listen to him, uh, having a ball doing that. So nice. I'll, uh, keep you guys posted on his progress as it comes to me. So I was just going to say, I just discovered in Minecraft Dungeons a item that lets you put down a honeycomb that summons bees to fight for you. Oh, that sounds weird. Sure. Okay. I can't 
can't change that. Um, so yeah, uh, got anything else you want to discuss? Any questions our guest wants to ask? No, I'm good. But uh, if you'd like to hear more of things that I like to discuss, uh, plugging time. Yes. We already had a uh, guy do his plug, so I'll do my plug here for Slime Time. Uh, we've got 30 some episodes all about Dragon Quest. We'll be talking Dragon Quest 9 coming up early next week. So by the time you listen to this, Yay. we'll be probably having Dragon Quest 9 discussion going on. Uh, we've got lots of different side quest episodes about just other RPGs. And of course, uh, I've recently been promoted to producer here on rp gamers rpg backtrack so if you want even more of us and talking about rpgs that we all love um come back david will be on next week and we'll even have yeah. so we'll have a new one rpg backtrack coming out soon so lots of good podcasts what's i'm one, all over the place what's the one next week kingdom hearts three Uh, (laughs) a game i've never played so you know i'll I'll do the intro hit mute sit back put my feet and uh listen to them all talk and get some more kaseki time in (laughs) just let it go oh i'll let it go that that entire sequence is just in there i'm convinced it was contractually obligated by disney that's a preview of the podcast uh (laughs) Contractually obligated by Disney is something I'm probably going to be saying a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I love that game. It's just, uh, it's clearly working within constraints. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's like, you've. it seems like you've been doing a great job with the reincarnated uh, uh, RPG backtrack. It's, it's nice I, to see I that I will coming. say, Kelly's in charge of cat wrangling and she does a good job with that. She does. She's got, yep, she yeah, is. Yeah. On her behind I the had, scenes, she's really hitting people up all the time. Like, hey, didn't you play this game? You should be on next week. Come on. <laughs> I had a, I had a very easy opportunity to point out that I was having computer issues, and that therefore there would be uh, potential issues. That was because she was on the ball enough that I could bring that up weeks before it would become an issue, so things could be yep. sorted. So. Yep. We're aiming for two episodes a month. Um, keep that every other week, or you know, every now and then we'll have a three-week break. But we're looking to keep that going twice a month all year. Uh, we'll yeah. probably hit on some games that we've already, or I say we, but that Phil probably hit on eight, ten years ago because it's been going that long. So uh, we'll circle back around now with all our New new staff second. members. I never got to be on any of those. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, I wouldn't doubt that that comes up again pretty soon. I need the excuse to play Kiwami 2 finally. <laughs> Even <laughs> though I missed that. That was relatively recent, though. Um, love me some actors. Like a dragon, like a dragon. Oh, I need to go back to that. Oh, you spent so much time in the the business management side game. I need to get back those to the story. Like, those are always gigantic. I remember I did both of the business management minigames in Yakuza 0, and those were like probably at least 15 hours apiece. So. Oh, wow. It's funny. I did it just to get the new party member, and then after I got the new party member, it was just like, yeah, but I want to be oh, number you... one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it's very weird that they have a party member tied to that, but it's kind of charming in its way because like that kind of thing doesn't happen in most RPGs anymore. But yeah, uh, but yeah, wonderful, wonderful game. Uh, very excited to hear uh, your opinions on it, Platy M3, Mr. Platine. Yeah. Uh, that, like I said, what I, I want to wait to just have that time to do that. So I don't want to start it now and then have it run into Bravely Default. But you just want to gorge on it. <laughs> I do. I, I do. I know that'll be a game. Like when I started up Nino Kuni Two on the PS4, like I just did it in about 20 days, like a couple hours every night. And I know, yeah, because it will take me like two months doing that. But I want to leave that. I don't want to be like, oh, should I just lay in bed with the Switch tonight, or should I actually get up, go in the other room, and play? Yeah, because. No, I want to know that I'm going in the other room to play Yakuza. <laughs> uh, but will you play it with the sub or the dub? Uh, definitely the, the dub. dub. Do the dub. Good. <laughs> dub a dub a dub. Rub a dub dub. Gotta hear that, uh, yeah. George Takei. He's doing good work. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I will continue to. Even as the series continues to gain steam, I will never lose the title of Yakuza Evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, you, hey, listeners, did you know that the obscure PSP spinoff, the first of two, just got a fan translation? Did it now? Kudohyo uh, Ryugagotoku Gaiden, which was developed by Sin Sophia, the uh, last incarnation of beloved wrestling game developer Aki. Can you send me some links to that? Uh, maybe when I can get hold of them. But oh, yes. right, right. Lack of computer, probably harder. I've, I've got like a temporary computer up and running, but it wasn't really suited for podcasting, so I didn't try to podcast through it. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll go see what I can dig up about that. Uh, apparently, not all the sub stories are translated, which hurts me in my soul. But oh, yeah, but no. uh, it, oh okay. I was going to say, all it took was a turn-based battle system for me to finally, for Yakuza to finally click with me. How do you feel about the battle system from Def Jam Fight for New York? Uh, assuming it's um, relatively similar to um, No Mercy, then I would be very pleased with such a battle system. It's a further evolution on No Mercy that adds in things that are not wrestling as well. Nice. But... Is yeah. that in this PSP Yakuza game? Yeah. I have to play this. Like I said, it's the Sin Sophia developer. They use the same engine that they used for the PSP port of Def Jam Fight for New York, the takeover. So is uh, it like so... a fighting game or is it like an actual like Yakuza it's, game? It has it has Yakuza like there's definitely like hostess clubs and sub stories. I don't know how much it's menu driven and how much you can actually wander around. Gotcha. But the combat I think is all one on one. Okay. Like that was the explanation I've been given. I have not played it myself yet for obvious reasons. Uh, no, this just sounds fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm now very curious what it like how it actually plays in practice. Yeah, yeah. There were two of these: Kudohyo uh, Ryugagotoku Gaiden and Kudoho Ryugagotoku Gaiden Ashudahan, but there's almost no information about either of them in English. <laughs> Oh, the one I, I really wanted to play even before I got into the series was the samurai one. 
Yeah, Kenzan. Actually, there's two of those. There's Kenzan and there's Ishin, and we didn't get either of them. <laughs> of course not. We got Dead They're Souls, now... though. Yeah, we got Dead Souls. They figured Samurai wouldn't sell here, but zombies would. Uh, I've played some of Kenzan a fair bit, and it's a lot better than Dead Souls, I'll put it that way. Um, <sighs> That's PS3 only, right? PS3 only. That was Kenzan was actually the first PS3 uh, Yakuza. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, Ishin was the first PS4 Yakuza, although it was PS3 and PS4. Okay. But, uh, they actually are separated by hundreds of years, uh, at least a hundred years, I think, because uh, Ishin is the Bakumatsu Rebellion in like the 1800s, I think. Uh, let me make sure that I'm correct on that. I don't want to give bad history. Let's see. Um, yeah, it's the Bakumatsu period, I think. But yeah, and like that also means that it means that you're a sword guy who occasionally gets shot by people with guns, which can be frustrating by all accounts. <laughs> Uh, so I've heard. But, uh, and then Yakuza Kenzan, it, like Yakuza Kenzan makes the very strange choice of it starts you uh, as like it's it, you know it's a samurai themed thing. When does this actually take place? I'm trying to remember. Uh, 1605. Uh, but uh, you, it starts you as like your character obviously looks like Kiryu. Right. And then, uh, and he's like going by the name like Kirinosuke or something like that. Some very like slight change on the name uh, Kiryu. And then you find out that, oh, actually, no, he's uh, he's not. Uh, his actual name is Miyamoto, Miyamoto Musashi. <laughs> and if you know anything about Samurai, that is the most famous one. <laughs> like, that is the... Yeah, so the... the uh, That one... So Kenzon's set in, like, 1605 or so. Uh, Ishin is set in, like, 1853. Uh, so, yeah, kind of, like, even though they are both technically, like, Samurai-esque... Yeah, because the games, they're still very different. But yeah, it's like, uh, if you don't know anything about Miyamoto Musashi, uh, perhaps most famous for uh, living long enough as a samurai to write a book about how everyone else's fighting style sucked compared to his. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, if, if you live long enough to write that book, I mean, there's got to be some truth in advertising. I suppose. Uh, what is that book actually called? It has like a, the kind of name that like clearly influenced a lot of like, uh, let's see. definitely wrote. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, yes, Gori uh, no Sho, the Book of Five Rings. Uh, kind of a famous one, but yeah. Uh, I believe he was also just famous for being the guy, uh, like the guy who used a second sword. Basically, <laughs> uh, I might be conflating him with some other uh, 
person of that period. Period. But yeah, it's just just one of those things where it's like uh, the the trick there being, oh, it turns out you're the most famous samurai ever <laughs> was uh, a very strange like. Uh, the I guess the fiction term I've sometimes heard is a hat on a hat. <laughs> like it's already kind of like okay, I'm just playing as Kiryu in medieval Japan. That's fine. Then it's like oh, it turns out Kiryu in medieval Japan is Miyamoto Musashi. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a neat little game. Uh, it was fairly popular as far as I can tell, not just for being the first PS3 one, but we never got it there's been occasional rumblings like they they occasionally get asked about like will you ever remaster this will you ever uh do uh ryo gagotaku kenzan kiwami they've been non-committal about it every time there's been surveys where they asked in the english like they did surveys they've done several surveys of like the english speaking yakuza purchaser and like one of them was basically like Hey, would you be interested in this? And it's, there's still been nothing about it, but I sure mm. hope that we get uh, Kiwami, uh, not Kiwami, Kenzan and Ishin, and hell, throw in like uh, Dead Souls just so that people can experience it. it's like mediocre gameplay, but profoundly hilarious story. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, I just every time. Yeah, because it comes up and rant about it. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't have anything else to say. I just think about that a lot. Well, now I understand why, to some extent. (laughs) Some extent. You'll never you'll never reach the level of like broken that I am about this. (laughs) It's healthier that you don't, but. Uh, yeah, Yakuza. Um, we got anything else you want to talk about, or else I'll just talk about it for another thirty I wish, minutes. Wish they'd release some Yakuza on the Switch. That would be nice. You could put Zero and Kiwami One, maybe some of those remasters. Those would all probably work just fine. I'm not even asking for the Dragon Engine games. I know that that's not feasible, but. <laughs> Zero, Kiwami 1, and the remasters of the PS3 games, all of those should work fine. Uh, it's money on the table, guys. I promise. I swear. I know I've been like pleading with you to release one thing or another since Yakuza 5 didn't come out in twenty in like 2012, and I was just <laughs> like, come on, guys. I need my fix. But I need... Listen. <laughs> worked out okay thus far you should listen to the people like me the idiots out there who are just like yeah you should put everything just give me everything what could go wrong uh, oh yeah that's the other keep meaning to actually uh, play again I need to pop in judgment and finish that judgment's real good is it funny though uh, sometimes, but I mean, it's a little grimmer because its subject matter is inherently a little. <laughs> right. I mean, it's uh, it's it's literally about investigating murders, so not so much on the funny. I mean, it's definitely got funny in it, but it's uh, not in the main story. It ain't. <laughs> then again, most Yakuza games not in the main story. They aren't. It's true. <laughs> Uh, like a dragon kind of injects that extra just by virtue of having uh, 
Ichiban be such a himbo dunce, but uh, that doesn't that doesn't mean judgment isn't uh, worth everyone's time. It's a really neat game that's got uh, some police procedural in it. Uh, there's some disguise bits and stealth bits. It's, it's fun. It's good. Please don't don't ignore this series. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess that's that's enough out of me. Uh, <laughs> see. So yeah. Uh, listen to Slime Time. It's probably better than listening to me talk about Yakuza for another six hours. Uh, that's available at. Is it? Is, give. Give your links wherever podcasts are sold, I assume. Exactly. We're everywhere. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. It, the, the RSS pops out everywhere. It's hosted by Anchor, but who the heck listens to that? I don't even who know what Anchor is. listens through that? It's just a way to get things uh, hosted so they can be disseminated. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. Um, and Wheels, you don't got anything to plug, do you? <laughs> Uh, not as of yet. No. Ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Promising. Uh, we'll probably, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, we'll probably be streaming lots of Monster Hunter in a few months, but other than that, um, you know. I can't believe you're not going to do an episode of The Hunt just based on the Rise demo. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, Phil, we're, Phil and I are both a, a lot busier, so I, I don't, uh, I did, my guess would be if we're going to do the hunt again, it'll probably be like a streaming thing, since that's, that's what he's primarily doing right now anyway. Um, yeah, so otherwise we should probably let y'all go. See ya, Space Cowboy. See ya. Adios. You're as cold as ice You're willing to sacrifice our love You never take